everyone. Welcome back to the Podcast Podcast with myself, David Carabini, Jack McArdle and Bill Gain. Uh, this week, we're going to be looking back at last week's fixtures, this week's coming fixtures, the St. Patrick's Day games, as well as a couple of things that happened around the league during the week, uh, over the weekend, and things to look forward to from ourselves. But first of all, lads, how are we getting on? Bill, how are you? Not too bad. Always nice to talk to you. And Jack, how are you getting on? Jack is dodgy, so... Yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing grand. Uh, second time lucky, obviously. But um, yeah, grand. Good result on Friday for us up in the Randy Well, can't really complain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the first game I have written down here. Segways nicely into into the first uh, segment of the week, uh, which is last weekend's games. You look at the results: Derry City nil, Dundalk nil, Shells nil, Rovers nil, Pats nil, Bows two, um, UCD nil, Drogheda one. Sligo Rovers 2, Cork City 2. I mean, the, the Premier Division, not a lot of goals, but plenty of drama to look at, including um, Shamrock Rovers and Pats meltdowns. Uh, what, do we make of the, what do we make of the weekend overall, lads? Uh, Bill, how, how, are you, how are you fixed on it? Uh, yeah, it was an interesting one. Um, I, I think from a Cork City, I'm going to come with a Cork City fan for the purpose of the podcast. Um, from a Cork City fan's perspective, um, I think it's a bit concerning that they're they're failing to close out games. They they got they went two 0 up against um Sligo Rovers, end up drawing two two. They go up with a four two against uh, Shamrock Rovers the week before, and end up drawing four all. So closing out games could be a fucking problem, and that would be my biggest concern from Cork City fans' perspective, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. but could be worse. Jack, what do you think? Um, like what do you yeah, think yourself? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it wasn't really much the weekend, like, to be honest. Obviously, the, the drama with Pat's falling apart, which I did predict in the prediction video, saying Tim Conti will be the first man to start. Uh, he's not sacked as of yet, but I think it's inevitable if they keep on carrying on the way of going. Um, just looking through the results, like, there's not really too many surprising results, I don't think, there. It's looking at, like, I don't know how the predictions are, I forgot what I predicted, but it doesn't seem like there's too many out of the blue results there this week. Like, Joel getting a win up on UCD, Bulls beating, beating the Pats there on the fall. Maybe us now getting back by Derry, maybe that could be one of them. Shelburne, just doing Shelburne, just keeping, sitting back and playing. Not the best football, but getting results. And then Sligo and Cork, Cork just bottling their two goal lead again. Like, it's been a fairly just standard week, I think, for results-wise, anyways. Yeah, I'm actually just looking at predictions from last week, and um, you you actually got the the Bows results spot on. You predicted a draw on Derry, and you know I think they were the only the only right ones that you got. I don't think they got any right this week, actually, apart from Drogheda. Oh, no, 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 that's wrong. I definitely not. In the in the Premier Division, yeah, I mean, you know, I think I won this week. I got three. I got. Trotted to win, a bows to win, and I had a draw in Sligo. But look, it was it, it was a solid. I, draw, I, I had a draw that to win. I definitely had a draw that to win. You, you had yeah, draw was the only one that you got right. I, no, I shot a burn shamrock was the draw. No, you had a one nil. Shells, you said shells one nil. Fuck me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a somber week. Not a lot happened in terms of goals or or too much drama. I mean. 
I'd only haven't watched the highlights from from Derry Dundalk or Shells Rovers because there was no goals. But I, you know, I was at the draw of the game. It wasn't really much to report there. Draw were the better side, and one 0 is probably a fair result. But I mean, I was looking at the highlights from Pat's Bowes earlier on. I, I mean, they're shooting themselves in the foot an awful lot. You know, I see obviously the first goal from from uh, Afalabi, brilliant header. I mean the 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 red card from Jamie Lennon. I mean, what's he doing? He's on a he's on a yellow and he goes flying in for no reason whatsoever. He's never going to win the ball. I mean, he's just giving the referee an excuse to send them off. And then the the second goal. First of all, it's a calamity of errors. Everything everything to do with that goal really really annoys me. And I could imagine Tim Clancy's pulling his hair out looking at it because. It's the 91st minute, you get a free kick at your own corner flag and your captain, or not your captain, I know Joe Redmond's the captain, but your, your most experienced player, Chris Forrester, thinks what I'll do is I'll pass it to, is it Creator or Creator? It gives him the ball well, with his back turned to him. Who then puts him under pressure while there's two players around him. He gives a terrible ball back to the goalkeeper and Adam Osu decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a Cruyff turn at the edge of my six-yard box. And then lose the ball and Dean Williams scores. It's I I'd, I'd be absolutely fuming if that was my team giving that goal away. And other most of getting a lot of the stick online on Twitter and things like that. I haven't seen anybody talking about the fact that Chris Forrester rushed everything from taking the free kick too quickly. I reckon you have your untouchables in that team. They yeah, won't be criticized. So yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, I mean that's that's my take on the the Pat's Bowes match anyway. You know, um, Jack did predict that the Tim Clancy would be the first manager sacked. I think it's if if you were looking at the odds, I think he'd be massively odds on favour. But I think second to that would be probably Stephen Bradley at the moment with the way the, the start of the season has gone. You know, no, I don't think they get he did sack him though. I don't think they will get. No, him. but I I think he is probably the, the second favourite though because it, no no wins from five. Conceding four goals to a newly promoted team, um, at home, and just not just looking really uninspiring. They've brought in Johnny Kenny. He's barely played. I know he's he's been injured as well, but um, lost at home to Derry. Like they, they just they, they they've had so many red cards, and I mean they're in trouble. I, I know they're they're notoriously slow starters, but you look at some of the fans at the weekend. I see there's a, a bit of a civil war going on between the fans on Twitter and you know the video of Sean Hoare. Like what whoever that is that decides that they're gonna go Facebook live on that. Absolute fool, in my opinion. He's recording it anyway. Like but that's what I mean. What he, he it wasn't recorded. It was he went on Facebook Live. He was live streaming oh, it. Was it. Yeah, he was live streaming it to people saying like, like Sean Hoare, I think, is, is absolutely right. Like they're they're giving out to they gave out after the court game. Saying that oh we should be keeping more clean sheets and then they keep a clean sheet away from home, and a difficult place. Look, Talca Park's not an easy place to play, and he's got you know they keep a clean sheet and then they're all moaning about the fact that they're not going to the other side. But it's just not good enough from Rovers at the moment. Four points from a possible fifteen. You know if 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 they want to, I mean what are they already behind? There he is a. There you have eleven points. So they're seven points off top already. They'll, they'll both the top. Sorry, so they're seven points off their their bit closest rivals. The people are saying for the season, and then even further off top spot. 
that's yeah. worrying times in Tala. I think for me personally, I think you know it's it's not a good start at all. I know it's only five games. Yeah, go on. If you're looking from my point of view, they've only they've only been bet once and then open five. Like they've drawn four games. Like they probably I know that I know the script to draw against four gonna be maybe equalize out and against draw I know they were down nine men. I'm not making any excuses on them like I'm the first one that flag rolls on them. To be honest with you, I'm loving it the fact that they are struggling. But like to be fair, what they they got red card against Sligo. I think what I the two against uh, you, that was the one I draw. The four L up in Tala last Monday, that was just mental. And Shadowburn, like, they're not going to concede many goals in Toka Park. It's going to be a hard place to go to break them down. And obviously, the loss to Derry, who probably have been, I think, well, they're the only team, the only team undefeated so far in the league. They probably, I think, I am impressed with them Friday. Like, they haven't, I don't. I think it's a business start, yeah. I think you'd be getting worried now if they are continually losing. Like they're not they won't they won't even bet once in open five. Yeah, but I mean I'll put it this way, Jack. Try to play Dundalk at it's exactly the same stage last season. I was only looking back and I did a uh, match preview for it. And um it was around this time of year last year and going into the game, Dundalk had one win and five and four draws and draw that had what was it one one loss or one draw and four defeats so you know it's a, just because they're they've only because they've drawn four games doesn't mean that it's a positive like you can't really look at it that way you know, no, they've, they've it's already bad, I don't think it's as bad as no, that but, Man, that's me. Like, well, they they win they win the next they win the next two games they could be up and tired like absolutely I mean that's that's absolutely fair but you know I just I just look at it and think you know that's a lot of points to have been dropped this early on in the season it's the team that wants to know. win the league and play the four oh yeah I understand like they're playing they're playing the party they're playing against Pat and the the six pointer at the maybe at the foot of the which is mad because then after five games but it's a bit of a six pointer that like. Whoever comes out to lose and play that game is going to be is going to be a load of pressure. I think that game will be a big one. That's an eight o'clock kickoff. I think that could be on Teddy as well. Probably not. Um, um, yeah, but I mean, I'm looking at it like you know they've they've already dropped what's eleven points this season. Last season across thirty six games, they only dropped twenty nine. Like that's yeah. You know they're already nearly a third of the way to dropping that amount of points this season. It's it's very worrying if you're a Shamrock Rovers fan that this couldn't this could be a really difficult season. And you know maybe Bradley might be looking at it thinking maybe he should have went to Lincoln last year. But hey, look, there's a there's a lot to be looked at in terms of in terms of um, managers being sacked and things like that. I'm not one that likes talking about managers getting sacked. I don't think it's it's very fair, but. It, with the way football is, I think it is something that is going to be looked at in, in the coming weeks with Bradley and, and Tim Clancy. I mean, that's the game this weekend. Rovers against Pats. And it's the, you know, the El Sackico, as people are calling it. So it'd be, be interesting to see how that game goes. But then you move on to Saturday. And as Bill was saying earlier on, Cork City, I mean, they go two goals up and they just seem to fall apart. <laughs> you know, they, 
Well, what happens? I mean, I know I, I watched the highlights. Talking, talking to a couple of lads that are, that are referees that I know, and to, you know, it just wasn't the penalty. Like it wasn't the penalty. He's he's a good yard outside the box. It's ridiculous stuff. I, like it's a I foul. Have not saw, I haven't saw. I have not saw any of the highlights this week. To be honest with yeah. you, I can't really say. What's on? It's he, he's far enough outside the box. They'd be able to get it right. You know. I, yeah, look, I do believe it was his very first game refereeing in the league round, so... Ah, but come on, man. No. You know, very first game. He's not, he's not his first game refereeing ever. Like, let's be real here. It's He's uh, he's gotten it so far wrong. And the line the, the the assistant referee has to help him out there as well. I mean, he's looking across the line. It's it's so blatantly outside the box. He doesn't need... like The, the easier thing to do there is give a free kick. If you're a referee and it's a, if you're not a hundred percent sure, the easier decision is to give the one that's not going to lead to effectively a definite goal. If it's on the line, the thing about it is, if you're a defensive team, you'll get over a free kick quicker than you'll get over a penalty because chances are the free kick might not go in. Whereas a penalty, I mean, what's XG says seventy six percent go in. Yeah, it's so. You know, you're basically giving a team a 76% chance of a goal. You've got to give benefit of the doubt to the defensive side and say it was outside the box. It's too big an error. Too. Like, if you're not 120% sure that it's inside the box, you can't give the penalty. You can't. And I always say this, he couldn't have been 100% sure that it was inside the box because it wasn't. There was no physical way he could be 100% sure about it. But um, it's it's a... It's a poor decision and it's cost Cork a big win because that then puts them into a really, really healthy position not only near the end of the league. But I don't know. It's it's obviously one for me personally, it probably suits me, suits Drotta as a as a Drotta fan that it, it was a draw because I I I've tipped Cork and Sligo to be our biggest rivals for a ninth spot this season. And the fact that we beat UCD as well kind of helps a lot as well. But I mean, it's it, the, the decision. Yeah. The, the, the officiating in this league needs to be a lot better. I know I said it on the, also, the Twitter space on Friday. Yeah, look, and I reckon that um, it's important well, from Andrahada and um, UCD perspective. I think Cork City will grow into the league. I think if, if they pick up those two points against extra two points they dropped, I think if Sligo won two points against Chamber Growers, you see a different animal because if Cork can build up a run of steam for themselves before they actually fully adjust to the league, then they might outperform what they should be doing. And with the likes of Pats performing poorly, and look, we don't know if both will stay the, the trip. I think I felt like like of Sligo, like they outplayed Sligo for a lot of the game. So you could you could get the you could have an instance where Andrade and Cork are fighting out for Europe rather than relegation, which I think would be hilarious. It could be interesting, all right. Yeah, Jack, what do you think? Um, I don't think Hawk or Hawk or uh, Drona will be in a European run. Um, looking there at the league table, just having it in front of me. Look, if Hawk have scored the most goals and they've conceded with Pats, with Pats and UCD, they're the third, the joint second worst defensive in the league, just top scores in the league. But it's just, I don't know, I'm, I'm putting it down to maybe a lack of experience, maybe with some of the players in the squad in the first season. For Colin Haley as well as the Premier Division manager, 
just have to take a lot of land into consideration, I think. But it's not an awful start, start to be fair. You're looking at there, they were unlucky in Talas. They put the bet you see what you have to be doing if you're only nearly up. And drawing against Sligo, not a bad result. Like they went up they went up the last turn up in the Brandywell, but the Brandywell's a tough there, so I don't think many things will be getting points out of them this year up there. Like it's not all doom and gloom. And then for draw as well, like you're beating usually, you're beating the teams that you have to beat. Obviously a lot of the bowls in Damon Park, another tough place to go. Back Sligo home, big result. And then a draw against Shamrock Rovers, good result. But although they had nine men, then a draw in um, when Toka, like it's it's been a great start for draw and Cork. I'd say the better draw to be honest with you. I think still coming into late Derby Thursday after a win, big win for them. Yeah, winning UCD. Like they're coming into a game where realistically they make it a hard match for the off since probably just after COVID. I even remember Daniel Terry's went off up there and then the twenty twenty one. It was yeah. probably, well, it was a close, very close game for the full ninety, if I remember correctly. I do think the fact that United Park or Weavers Park is such a such a fortress, it's a hard place to get results out of. Like most, most places in the league though this year, you're looking at it like you don't want to really be going to many places apart from the ECB bowls. Even going up to Inchicore at the minute, like at the minute, yeah, but like you're looking around now. It's very hard to tell how this league's going to go because you see Bulls at top, but just for everyone's sake, I hope they do drop off a bit to get put back in their place. But I think they're going on like going on mad already. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't think Cork or Drogheda will be in a run first. Hopefully, we beat you Thursday. Um, then she's on a bad run of form. <laughs> no way. Um, I I'm, I don't know what we were thinking of the league to be honest with you, to start. Like I didn't think Rovers would be as low down, but to be fair, as I said, only lost once in the opening five. Yeah, it's it's definitely been an interesting start this season. But I mean, we'll move on. the The first division obviously has games in it as well, and I mean, there wasn't a lot of goals in the first division apart from at Eamon DC Park, where Galway won nine one against Kerry, and fair play to the to the FEI TV uh, highlights men who. Men and women, sorry, uh, who managed to get ten goals narrowed down into a three minute and forty five second video. And I mean, my God, it was Kerry looked. It's I've watched the highlights of every game this season, and Kerry were all over the place. And it's the first time I've seen that. Like, you know, I've, I've always felt as though they were a bit unfortunate the goals they conceded. But my God, the game just got away from them. It was five nil at half time. Okay, they're new to the, the league, Galway are full time, Kerry are amateur, but surely at 5 0, you just say, right, we'll just sit in, you know, five five at the back, four midfield, keep a strike up front, and maybe get a, a goal on the break, but just kept happening. I remember I was sat there at um at the UCD match with my mate Gary, and we we just saw <laughs> every time our phone buzzed, I think he had he had a couple of bets on, another couple of bets on, and every time our phones buzzed, we were like, oh, surely it was a goal here. No, it's another one in Galway. No, another one in Galway. And it's just, I mean, welcome to the League of Ireland. <laughs> so I suppose I've been on my fair share of, of those kinds of defeats, so I know how they're feeling, but what to just make of it yourselves? As I know, Jack, you haven't watched the highlights with Bill. I'll let you come in on that one first. Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely a learning curve for Kerry. Um, 
and they can ask, like you, you get those saves in one off matches and when amateur saying maybe not to that level, but if you, I think if you take more um heart than what they did they had done in the previous matches where well that they drew the last two nil to Cove Amber's Cove looking well for promotion this year. Three one to Bray, okay. Um one all against Trinity United. Um they're, they're supposedly the much better team against Trinity United who could be um points for a poor season two this year. So look, I think it's a learning curve for them. I think um what I was what I got what I got hard from was that I looked at the comments on the after the result and everyone seemed to be like, So look, this is gonna happen. Um amateur footballers um to get playing the team again. So there wasn't the very negative um view you get in an awful comment sections. And again, maybe that's because there's three games into the league and Maybe if there are 30 games in the league, you wouldn't get the same sort of um, positive response. But I think it's, it's, what they want to do when they, came, when they started KFC is to bring sustainable football, sustainable league of football to the county of Kerry. So once they can continue doing that, they, they can, they'll build accordingly. And look, I think days like that will, ha- will happen again in the meantime. Yeah, Jack, what do you think? Yeah, just, just about it, and I agree with it 100%. And I'm not often, but like, you can't be expecting it's a bit it's not a waste of cause. It seemed like it wasn't in the League of Ireland. I think like you're not gonna especially when you have the likes of an amateur side like Kerry and I think three are amateur as well, aren't they? Yeah. 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 And you're going you're going away to aim at DC Park, which look, you go away I think though this should be going up this year to prove that there's some there's some good results. I can't remember I'll have a look now. But they've won did they win again did the beat every game. Yeah, the they've best won every game. Half. Yeah, one of the best three. He bet Ward for the way. Like the, they went to Tavani Buffet and got a two-one win. They went down the water for the one, and then at home they're not going to be bad. I don't think. Like it's a testament to what John Caulfield and uh, Ollie Hogan have going <laughs> after that. I think it's one of the probably weirdest uh, managerial team in the country. I'd say just for a uh, neutral point of view. I don't know if they, they got on or ever with each other before management, but no, it's. Like Harry, like yeah, it is a sustainable thing. Like you just want to be able to, like they could be out and get hammered every week, but just once they're keeping the flow and once they're maintaining interest in the club and just getting the community involved with Harry, it only benefits them in the long run. Like you're never, no one expects them to push for the playoffs or to be grinding out results. Like it's just a project. Maybe first year or two, just keep the head down, steady improvements. Like, I know Treaty started off well never they first went in the league a few years ago, but you can see now they haven't started off well. Only two have one goal in opening four. Like, it's never going to, you're never going to hit the ground running straight away, I don't think, with things like this, especially with the amateur side, which is in a place which never had a league running club before. You're just trying to, you're just trying to basically steady the ship for the first year or to build on it in the coming season. Yeah, I can't can't really disagree with anything that you said there. Um, then you look at the other results around the the league. Um, Athlone Town nil, Waterford won. Shane Griffin with an absolute belter of a free kick, which I mean, one thing that everybody said when when Phoenix Patterson left was who's going to take free kicks, and I mean Shane Griffin put a peach into the top corner. Bray nil, Longford Town nil. I mean, Longford I think are just going to be that team this year that. If they just frustrate everybody, I don't think they're going to rip up any trees, but I, don't, I, I just don't see them doing anything major this year. 3D nil, Cove 3. I mean, Cove, Bill, you were 
looking like you were right. You know, you you called that they'd be there thereabouts this season, and they they've done exactly what you said that they have, and they they put three past three, three good goals as well, by the way. And then Harps nil, Wexford nil. You know, it's a tough start to, to management for for Dave Rogers. I mean, two points from four, kind of languishing a bit. I think themselves and Longford might be in for a long year. Yeah, um, and then Wall forgot to win over Atlone, so they had, after hitting a bit of farmland, but important table. But if you look at the table, it's, it's a bit strange. Like you have like the Cove, Atlone, Brave, and all up the top table. So I'm actually liking the variety of teams. Like I'm, I'm glad it's not you know. Galway and Waterford dominating this year and Wexford behind them at least a bit of change. But yeah, I, ho- I hope Poker from all to be honest. Yeah, I might get it to the Poker in this year. I think it's only been up like in the last 15-20 years for the season, wasn't it? Like 2008 or 2009, I think they might have wasn't it? Don't yeah, yeah Steve. Steve Henderson. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he's about Longford now, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, it, it would be great to see, like, because you know, we, we've seen Longford, up, we've seen Wexford, Atlone, Waterford, Galway, Bray, Barrett, Treaty, and Kerry. I think Cove will be the only ones that, you know, I've I've seen, I think Kerry are the only team I haven't seen live anyway, but um, for obvious reasons, because they're only new into the league. But I think Cove would be a fantastic team to see kind of get back up and. I'd love to see a Cork Derby in the in the Premier Division as well. It would be it would be great to see it. And um, yeah, it's 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 looking like a good season so far. So if uh, if they can keep this going, they they could push Galway because I mean they're they're one of the only two unbeaten teams or three unbeaten teams in the in the First Division. So why not? Why not there to dream? As I said, Shane Keegan was is has a record against teams that shouldn't be promoted promoted when they got yeah. um Wexford promoted. So yeah, remember what he did with that Wexford team. And he's good reputation. I, I think the right man in charge. Yeah, or he he turned um wasn't it? Danny Furlong scored was a twenty nine goals in twenty seven games or something that season when they when they got promoted with Wexford. So Shane Keegan, I mean, he's he's. Definitely got something about him in terms of getting teams out of the first division. So, be a be an interesting one to see um, if he can if he can keep this run of form going and upset a few people along the way. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the the first division is looking interesting. We'll uh, we'll have a look now at the the women's national league results. I mean, we won't delve too much into it because I know myself and Jack haven't really looked at the the women's league that much. But uh, Bowes women's look, I I support them when the drugs are there. That's what I'll say. Um, but Bowes nil, Shells two, Cork nil, Galway one, P Mount one, DLR Waves nil, Shamrock Rovers six nil against Treaty. So look looking like Treaty's men and women's teams will both be having a difficult season this year. And then Wexford Youth women's three, Sligo Rovers women's one. So I mean, it's been a good start to to life back in women's football, in women's national league football for Shamrock Rovers. P 
P-mount have started well, Shells have started well. So, I mean, it's looking like it could be a decent um, decent season in, in the Women's National League. It might be quite intriguing to see how how everyone gets on, but it's... it's yeah, you uh, should definitely start supporting more of the two of you. I, I will, as I say, I will when the when the drugs are, are in it. I know we've we've got plans to to step up into the women's national league in the next couple of years. So it's it's um it's definitely in the pipeline. But I, at the moment, you know, I'm hardly going to go and support the team that isn't dropped us. So I'll uh, I'll keep I'll keep my my reserved judgment until then, and then I'll I'll start attending games. I think Jack yeah. might do the same with the women's team with with Dundalk. I heard Jack was going sporting yeah, balls. There's a pipeline for that as well. It'd be great. It would be great uh, to see because I think we need a plan with that with the dog actually for next year. Yeah, it would be, it would be yeah, great look, to uh, see it. To be fair, I think it's it's it's, it's for, to, to take out a uh, league wearing license for um. Actually, I don't know if the first division because Kerry got the license, but I'm pretty sure it's in the process now that you have to have a women's setup or a women's team. To get your league round license, so. Oh, interesting. Things are changing, I think. That's interesting. Only right though, to be fair, like in the day and age. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do think uh, it is important for for the women's league to be included in, in all sorts of discussions when we talk about Irish football. There was obviously the, the, Irish football rebrand during the week as well. Um, the the FAI have now, split in two. There is the the FAI is now the overarching body of Ireland football and the League of Ireland. So Ireland football will be the national team. The League of Ireland will be the Premier Division, First Division, Women's National League, which is I think it's it's something positive to look at. It looks like they're they're trying new things, which is something that we haven't seen. And you know I think it's important that any time the League of Ireland is mentioned that we do think of the Women's National League as a part of it, because it is well one entity. To be fair, we're all part of this overarching um project and and things to look at so it's it's fantastic to see that the FEI are starting to take it a bit more seriously and and they want to want to see improvements yeah look and i'll say i'll admit i was um yeah but look i'll admit i was a bit um dismissive on the women's game before before maybe this time last year or in that time but i actually have watched a few games since and the quality is actually better than expected to be like there are some good players uh, I I think Cork City women's training personally once, and like the the standard isn't as bad as you expect it to be. Like also you don't watch matches necessarily all for the standard, but the standard is improving. Like, and the only way the standard will keep continue improving is people actually go out and support it. Especially with the World Cup year around the corner. Like, so this is the World Cup year, isn't it? It's, it's this summer. Oh yeah, like, World Cup. Yeah, around the corner. Yeah, World Cup around the corner. Yeah. Mm. Um, Jack, what do you think? Just want to know what your opinion is on the new matches. The new, the new press, you know, talking on the FEI rebrand with the Irish national team. Like, I just don't understand the whole badge with the Ireland football. I think it's a bit, I don't know, tacky, like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I, I actually quite oh, like yeah. it. I think I think it looks good. I think it's, they've brought back the I Shamrock. Think- I don't know how it's planted. Why is it not just straight? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it, it could just be an error. But I, I saw a badge I the other day. It was, I saw one of the plans was that it was an orange 
an orange shamrock and I was like that just looks wrong why like so the fact that they've gone for the, the whole green I think it, it's a good colour green as well I think it suits you know well Ireland I suppose <laughs> for want of a better phrase um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what the new the new kit is going to be like I, I, I know it's going to be cast off but I was kind of hoping that they might have gone for something something else but I mean we'll see how it goes I think it could be could be an interesting year for Irish football um, both internationally and domestic so I'm I'm uh, I'm delighted with it. I think it's it's great to see that they're they're taking it a bit more seriously. Definitely. Yeah. But, yeah. So anyway, we will move on. We've got our our uh, our predictions to look at, but also first of all, just to have a mention there of uh, if anybody's looking to, to see the highlights of games, FEI TV on YouTube have the the Premier Division highlights up almost straight away as soon as the game is over, which is absolutely fantastic. I know we were talking about it before we, we started recording that it is a brilliant initiative. It's, it's brilliant to see that they're, that they're doing this. And it's, it seems to be helping with, with the whole getting crowds in and selling out and things like that as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's something so we talk about with PP. Sorry, what were you saying, Jack? It's just such an easy concept that should have been there straight away anyways like fair play obviously for getting it done but like that should have been that should have been on years ago like so they're playing catch up realistically like I know it's great to see the rebound of the league and it seems like a more of an emphasis of actually trying off above with the FEI and concerning bodies with it but like like the highlights the highlight packages like they, they should have been a thing that, that I've been known for years like I remember back even back to like, looking up the dog highlights at the board or whatever from over the years like You'd only get maybe the handful of highlights on FEI TV and to put them out in bulk of like, I remember you used to put out like my 17, which could be in June and they could throw it off in October. Like, it's just the schedule every week after the game. You can watch the highlights of every league, every game in the league, first division, I'd say, or first division, Premier and first division. And I'd imagine the women's, women's national league will be the exact same. I, I can't see why they wouldn't do it. I think they, they are doing it. They are doing it, I am. I haven't, I still haven't been watching any highlights for the last few days, so, but, like, like, it's a good sign that they're actually trying to improve it. There's still a lot, I think there is still a lot that can be done, like, showing up the league table of, the, I think, pretty sure it was a rugby, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the, the English rugby premiership, the week, yeah. The before, was it the Chelsea something they haven't had for Shelburne and Pats, or... Chelsea Southampton, yeah. Yeah, like... How, like, I want to know how that, how that happened. Ah, who knows? Yeah, they are putting up the women's highlights, but they go up on a Monday. Yeah, well, uh, like, it's a great to see, like, initiative finally after years of nothing. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's great. To, they're doing it right at the moment. It's just, which is the more, most important thing. Yeah, look, I would say that there should be more um, time put into the first division highlights, but, again, maybe there's just the reasons for that, I don't know. Yeah, the, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is behind it, but it is a uh, it is something that that we're on we're all on board with, and we're all delighted to see it. But um, yeah, look, we'll we'll look at our, our predictions for next week now. It's... I just want to bring something up actually that I saw on Twitter yeah. actually a few days ago. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead. I'm still so, I'm still winning. That people are saying the league. Yeah. 
I don't know your opinions on that whole topic. I'm, I think I'm all actually for I like being a bit of, a bit of emotion and all. I know it's a dog we've aged in half and oh, oh my god, Johnny Classic. And uh, I know, I don't know who addressed him half. I know you see, like, there's been a few viral sort of clips of the commentating. And you see it even over in Scotland, which I think it was, was this Dundee or something. I don't know who it was. Like, the, the own, like, fan TV sort of thing, like, the own, like, channel and have their own biased commentary. And I, I'm all for it. Like, even with Julian Lewis, Sligo and all, I kind of like the idea of having something that's a bit more biased. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I agree to a certain extent. I think there is a, a, a fine line between, you know, club commentators and they're being supportive of their club while they're on commentary and being downright deluded and completely biased and not given a fair commentary of the game. So we saw it a couple of weeks ago with, with Shell Strata where, and again, these lads are volunteers, no issue with them whatsoever personally, but I just found as though their commentary was extremely biased like against Strata. It wasn't even for Shells, it was against Strata. So to the point of, I think there was a, a draw the player went down injured and they started saying that he was faking it. Now I was, I think, yeah, it was Dara Markey got elbowed in the face. Now it was an accident. There was no no malice in it. There was no kind of, it was just a coming together and Dara Markey got hit in the face. And they were saying, oh, he's gone down looking for the red card and all this kind of stuff. He was literally on the ground holding his face. He had a bloody nose. And they were like basically saying that he was faking it to get a player sent off. There's a fine line between you know, as you say, like the likes of Joey and Doe, who's, you know, even when the opposition is doing something right, he's, oh, football magic and all this kind of stuff. But I think that's, you have to be, you have to take yourself out, you have to take your support out of the the commentary at times as well and kind of say, you know, okay, well, he's down injured, let's hope he's okay. But it is, it is great. I actually, I quite like, I used to actually love back in the day on, on Sky, when you when you used to do a fan zone and you could get lads on that were just supporters of the club doing the commentary and it was like United play Liverpool and they'd have a United fan and a Liverpool fan in a, in a commentary box doing commentary on the game. Like, imagine me and United Tars did in that up and up in uh, heading again park back. That's that's what <laughs> you want though. Weeks, I mean, yeah. That, <laughs> that <laughs> would be brilliant. Yeah, it would be. I'd I'd love it to be honest with you, but it, you know, it's never going like, to happen. But like you know what I'm saying, like it'd be very good. Yeah, I mean, I did it before. I think I, I, I got asked to do uh, for Rebel Radio. I was doing commentary for a draw to Cork match on that. And it, it was me and a, a Cork fan. And it was great crack. You know, I loved it. And, you know. That's sure you should somewhere, though. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I hope so. Because it was, it was quite fun. I quite enjoyed it. Like, and it is obviously, I've never made it a secret that that is something that I'd love to get into is, is commentary. But, you know, I'd love to be commentating on games and these lads are, are basically living the dream you know they're, they're going to games and commentating on it and having their, their voices heard so like, fair play to them I, I think you're right Jack I think you're, it's, it's, it is great to see it Bill what do you think? I'll ask the question <laughs> What about the, the, the biased commentary on, on uh, LOI TV? Yeah, I think there's a place for it I, I did get someone um Messed me as well about the boys' commentary and when will League of Ireland start providing actual proper service? But it does add a bit of um different element to it. But like again, like if you think about the, even the Premiership, like 
Gene McCarger and them aren't exactly fucking biased or aren't exactly um, impartial in their assessment of things either. So, uh, like true. people are judging through rose tinted glasses in that sense that this oh, is League of Ireland is amateur, like, not necessarily. But, like, yeah, yeah I, I have no problem with biased commentary because, like, I think everyone is actually biased. Even the impartial commentators are actually biased. They just won't admit their biases. Like, so I don't see a problem when people are open about their bias. Very fair, very fair, yeah. absolutely. Again, I'd love if Dave, if you were a commentator and drawing a match, it'd be great. That'd be very good. I'd be on for that if I had an opportunity to give up today. I'd love to just do it for the night, Darby, to have, like, say, me and Dave and a room like that. That'd be very good, I think. But no, I think so. Even you see on, like, Twitter and TikTok or whatever, like, you'd see, I think there was a UCD match a few weeks ago, and it was a penalty given. I can't remember what, what the quote was said by the commentator. But it said something, and it was going during the rounds, like, of social media. Like, I, the league's not that big. Like, there, any sort of, any sort of, um, what's the word? Publicity is good publicity, anything in that sense of way. Like, it's a bit of crack as well. It's not, like, it's not on RT2 for a reason. Like, you won't be seeing, you won't be seeing Adrian Taff and uh, John Flanagan probably in RT anytime soon, or whoever does draw that, or course, unless they are already broadcast as well. But, like, I think it just adds a bit of dynamic to the game. Bit of because you're going to be watching for the commentators. And you say from the dock, you're watching dock because you want to hear people from the dock commenting on it. It's the same with draw that you want to be seeing. I don't know whoever. I think it just makes sense. I think it's a bit more a community. So sort of, I don't know what way to describe it. It's hard. I think you know what I'm trying to say though. I think it just justifies a bit of entertainment more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, fair point. Well played. Well, well, well put and well made. You know, is something that I think should have been brought up. And um, it is great to see that fans are getting more involved as well in the in the running of clubs. So it it is a uh, something that we love to see, and also something that we love to see is the loud derby on Thursday night. Um, and then the Paddy's Day fixtures as well. I mean, Bill, what what are you thinking for Scotland at Dundalk? Um, what I'd love. To- I, I I get great enjoyment if um the knock last just to see um Jack's meltdown and Danny meltdown and just all the draft of people are are the knock fans who are very very annoying Twitter, but uh, it confused me in draw like um I, I'm not sure is it what the um head to head has been the last five games but I believe draw have had their done well against the knock like so, I think this will be a one on draw and I think both of you might actually take that going to the matches. Could could the fear of losing outweigh the joy of winning in this instance? Maybe. I think it'd be a one-on draw anyway. Fair enough, Jack. What do you think? Um, I think it's a very, I think it's a tough one to call. Like, um, just gonna actually pull up. I think I can pull up the last few games between the North and draw. The last, the last two in the league, uh, uh, United Park have been one 0 home wins. Yeah. Before um, that, it was one nil to Dundalk, and was it one all draw? Might have been two one to Dundalk. I think so. Yeah, I, I think I do think it's it's a hard one to tell because it just depends what the dog shows up like. It's, if we like we saw what we done against Pat, we were turning up after five minutes. I mean, the game finished. The game put to bed. Yeah. I think it's just like I'm up in Brandywell, well, I thought. First half, really, the stats didn't look great. I have to in our favour, but from watching from the from the stand, 
I know we were probably the better side. We looked a bit more threatened. and we just lacked that creative edge and the final pass. I think, and then watching draw that, you saw grinding that results as all as you are picking up points along the way. I think it's going to be hard now. I think whoever scores the first goal has it. I'll do it for a goal and obviously it'll be a draw. I think if you go one and up, we're in trouble. I don't think we'll equalise if you go one and up. It's a hard place to go to as it is, but if you go one and up and the atmosphere on the ground, if you score, I think, I think you still have it. If you go one and up, I think it's, I don't think we'll come back into it. So I'm going to make a prediction. My prediction is I'm going to just say, I'm going to say it's going to be one nil than the Fair enough. Um, yeah, for me, look, I, I'm always the biggest optimist when it comes to Gladly United. I always try and look at the, the positives and everything. I just don't see us winning, unfortunately. Um, look, if I'm wrong, I will be the happiest man in the world. I will, you know, it'll be the best night of my life. But I just, I can't see past the Dundalk win. I think they they just have the extra bit of quality. I mean, We've had a fantastic start, but I just think there's so much being made of the fact that it's a sellout. And again, unbelievable. Three sellouts in a row at United Park. And to, to sell this out more than a week in advance is, is even better. Like and it's it's something that's that's great to see, but I just I just have a feeling that it's gonna be a two one Dundalk. And I think that's it's a it's something that I don't say with a smile on my face and if I'm right I will be absolutely heartbroken but I just I just think it'll be I think it'll be a good game I think you know the atmosphere will be incredible but I think after last season I think Dundalk might have a bit more backbone about them in terms of being able to deal with that hostile atmosphere um, but it'll be I, I do hope I'm very wrong and it'll be great to see another another big draw to win and a great turnout from the fans but uh, we, we will kick on I think that'll be the start of a good run for us Possibly, yeah. I think if we if we do get a win, I think I think we could finish seventh, eighth, sixth, sixth or seventh in the league this season. I think it could see us kind of spark at the life in terms of we will get a good run going and uh, if we can, yeah, I think if we can get to. I think if if we can get the fifteen points before the like by the the end of the first round of fixtures, I think that's us safe. I don't think we're gonna, you know, I don't think we'll we'll be. In any sort of trouble, it'll be just kind of picking up, you know, draws and wins along the way. But I, I, I do think if we if we can get a result on on Thursday, it's it goes a long, long way towards towards us staying up this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, if you do win, I can't see you just being being just there. Like you're just gonna float around mid table. Like I can't see you being dragged in the relegation battle. If you do get a point, get three points against us. But there is also other games in the league, so I'm just going to go to the next game here. Paddy is one beside me. Cork versus Shelburne. The Bill Gain Derby. Derby. Yeah, the Bill Gain Derby. Oh, under 11. That was very unplanned. If, if anybody doesn't understand why it's called the Bill Gain Derby, it's because Bill is from Cork. Bill is a man from Cork who is obsessed with Damon Duff. He's his favourite footballer, favourite Irish footballer of all time. And he loves to see shells do well. I can imagine this one is killing him to predict. So, Bill, what are you thinking? Yeah, you're really side choosing side choosing between your two favorite children, like you know. Um, again, look, I'm looking at the XG here. Actually, 
Um, Shelburne are creating 0.96 XG per match. Cork City, 1.33. Um, the goals conceded, it's something, it's... Shelburne won it if they can sc- score three goals and conceded two or something ridiculous like they've... You, you call them a very boring team, I think, before we start recordings, but, like, I can't imagine that... Actually, when the first game I went to last year was the preseason um, fixture between Shelburne and Cork City. I think it was in the little that day, too. So, I think it'll be... I I I think it'll be a one all draw. Um, maybe after the result I actually want. Um, that remains to be seen. But um, look, I think Cork City have done well. Shelburne are, you know, they're between one and goal. They're one goal plus or minus every match. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a one all draw. Most likely. And I take it to be honest. From both perspectives. Fair enough. And Jack, what are you thinking? Nothing here, I think. I think Cork are due a win at home. I think they are due. They don't matter the DCD. They get their first, first three points in the season. I think, especially with Cork, Sheldon haven't scored much, but then Cork have conceded one the one the most when they goes in the league behind DCD. Um, I do think it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a very close game, but I do think Cork will like that. I'm going, I'm going to go two two nil Cork. I'm not edge one nil Cork. Sorry. I'd say about one little talk. I think they're going to get a late one. Um, I can't see Shell scoring her at all. They're missing. I mean, I, I, Sean Boyd is out now for is it eight weeks. He was their top scorer last season. Um, I, I'm looking at their form here. Nil all against us. Lost the Pats. One nil against ten man bows. Threw it away against Dundalk. And then they'll all against Rovers where they had no shots on target again. And I just can't see past the Cork win here. I'm going to go 1-0 as well. And before anybody says anything, I have my predictions written down in front of me and me and Jack aren't copying each other. So, I don't have any you know. predictions. Probably, I'm just on the spot at the moment. I think I'm on top of my head. About three seconds uh, before I talk. I'll just go on what hand you hear from me because I'm not reflecting over with the website. I'm on... I'm on Darien Sligo Rovers made, I think. I think I don't know. It says it's seventeenth here. It could be the Tars. I don't know if it's Friday, but no, no. The the other the the loud derby is the only one on the on the Thursday. The rest of them are all on. Oh, all right, right. That's yeah, so there's there's two games on a five and two games on a quarter to eight. Yeah, that's grand. So Derry, Derry and Sligo Rovers up in the Bramley Well. Um, so what do you think? Derry and Sligo Rovers. Derry went to the. No reason behind say, it. But... <laughs> Not a lot to say, but really. <laughs> I respect a bit of a. That's all right. Um, Dave. Uh, I went 2 0 as well. <laughs> I'm not just copying your results, I promise. Right. Uh, I, I can go 2 0, but I'm not going to go 2 0. What I saw from Derry the other night, they were going to be without Martin Connolly as he went down. He seemed to have his hamstring or something. Look awful yeah. from the side of the pitch. Like they have lost the number that won the bat, probably won the better players. I think they they will. I think I don't know. Sligo Sligo haven't started off the worst. Like they're doing grand. They're, they're not doing too bad. Um, I'm gonna go actually. I'm gonna say I don't think I don't think Derry are very clinical. I think they missed loads of chances. The two free headers against us in the back post. I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a nil nil draw again up in this up in uh, Brandywell. Interesting, interesting. That's that, that could be a. It could be a good show. Um, next one I'll be looking at will be Shamrock Rovers against St. Pat's. Uh, 
as P as we kind of said earlier on, the El Sacco, the South Open Derby. Um, I'm going for a rogue show on this one, and I, I think Pats are going to win one nil. I think uh, it's one of those, you know, the the calm before the storm, or it, it's it'll be the one that keeps Clancy in the job for an extra two weeks. Like Ollie got a good job at United. He always gets exactly before you get that. Always nick a result, and then yeah. yeah. I think that's what's going what's going to happen. I think it'll be a, a one nil pass. I'm looking here. Yeah. Uh, looking here, just at it. Like the head to head, like the last the last twenty games, Pats have only won three times. There's been thirteen wins for Shamrock Rovers and four draws. I think Rovers do have to hit the ground running, and it looks very stupid me kind of standing up for Stephen Bradley this episode. I think Pats. Oh, I think sorry. I think Rovers will get off the when they are. I think they will. I think there'll be some two one. Two one. Bill, what are you thinking? Yeah, Shamrock Rovers. They have to win, really. What score? They have too many good players to keep not winning. But yeah, are you going to predict the, the scoreline or, or just go for a Rovers win? I said three 0 huh? Or three 0 No, you did. Yeah, I said. Yeah, the next next one, a massive massive Dublin derby. Who are the, the biggest clubs in the country? Bowes and UCD. Jack, what are you going for? Well, they have to, uh, well, I think, think Bowes will, will hammer them. <laughs> I think in a past day, they in my park. Uh, I think they'll put a few past them. Like yesterday, worst defence in the league. The only team that's actually took points from, funny enough, is us. Uh, in Oriel Park. Um, it's, a, it's a weird enough one. I do think Bowes have a few goals as well. I think, I think it's going to be. I want to go three now, both. Funny enough, I also went three now. Look, I'd love to say that UCD are going to win this match, but they're not going to. Um, but I think if I predict this strongly for both to win, that UCD have a chance. So I want to go five nil for both. Five nil, yeah. So. I mean, I, I went three 0 I just I watched UCD on Friday night, and I just I don't see where their goals come from. Their best chance of the weekend, no, their their centre half took a free kick. I think is is a Keeney, Jack Keeney took a free kick from about twenty five yards. It's a good strike, but that was I think that was their only shot on target, their only real opportunity, and I just can't see them scoring. So I, I've gone three 0 for Bows as well. Um, move on to the first division. Uh. Cove and Galway, top of the table clash in St. Colman's Park. Bill, what are you thinking? I have to keep backing uh, my Cork team and Cove's win 2 now. Jack, what are you thinking? Um, just, just, I think it'll just be very, I think it'll just be a handy win. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a 2-0 two, two Galway. Just simple, just another three points in a row, just keep on going. Like, I think they'll just grind out a few results now. I've gone bang in the middle of the two years. I've gone for a one-all draw. Um, next up, Wexford Kerry. This would be, this would be a big, interesting game for two South Coast teams. Um, Jack, go on. Um, Kerry, another another tough trip, I think. But um, to be honest with you. I know they got slapped over in goal, but I think I think it could be much more the same if they don't go out just trying to 
backs against the wall. I think it will be though. I think Wexford will beat them two 0 Two 0 Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've I've gone for a four 0 there. I think it will be another pace, and I think they'll be they'll be embarrassed again. I think I've I've gone for a four 0 Wexford. I think Jordan Adiemo is is gonna get a couple of goals, and he's gonna gonna hit a bit of form. Bill, what are you thinking? Yeah, look, I reckon um, people are a lot of people tipping for um, Wexford for the playoffs. Um, and look, as we saw, we spoke about earlier. Um, Kerry's got absolutely hammered the weekend, but uh, I think look, it won't be. Aside from that match, I think the first three matches Kerry are competitive. They lost by two goals, two goals, and they drew one out. So I think it'll be more competitive again this year. I think um, or this weekend. Um, I'm gonna go with a two-one win to Wexford. Fair enough. Okay, and next up, Athlone Town versus Treaty United. I know was it was it Rob was looking at going to that one. Um, so I mean, he's a he's a Treaty fan living in Athlone. Am I right in saying that? He is, yeah. Poor bastard. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I couldn't imagine much worse than that. But uh, I've gone for a two 0 win to Athlone. Um, I just think Treaty are just a very very poor side. I just can't see them getting anything out of the game. I think Athlone, they they're not amazing, but they're better than Treaty. That's the, the only my only rationale behind it. Uh, Jack, what are you thinking? I'm looking there. Treaty Treaty's only point that I picked up the seasons on the road. Very. Um, I'm gonna yeah. Still still picked up a result. Lost their two home games and Athlone and then have started off all right. They've lost one home. I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go to one all draw here. One all draw. And Bill. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, I think you have. On one end, you have the shambolic, and on the other end, you have the team who are just capable of crashing at any instance in that loan. Um, and saying that, I thought again, alone were also in my original prediction that alone and Co will be fighting for promotion this year. Um, hasn't proved much as much the case at loan, so they're they're not in fifth. So, but look, Treaty are symbolic. Um, I I reckon at loan could, could maintain a good form. They only lost one 0 to Waterford at home at the weekend. Again, they're on the back of defeat to at defeat to Wexford. So, look, there two there's two hard games in the belt, and I think Treaty is much easier game. There's Treaty, and then they've Kerry. So, uh, two wins for at loan, those two fixtures, and they could be. Back in the contention again, and I think they will win this three one. Three one. As I say, I went two 0 there. Um, Waterford and Bray. This is these are Saturday fixtures now. Um, on the eighteenth, so it's Waterford and Bray in the RC. The, the what's it called? The RSC. Sorry, my brain's just not working at the moment. The RSC yeah. um, Waterford against Bray Wanderers. I've gone for a one-all draw. I think they're both kind of going to be in that kind of third to fifth bracket, kind of challenging for looking to push for second, but also not going to be in trouble of not getting a playoff spot. So um, I've gone for a draw. I think it'll be a fairly even game, but if either team is going to win, I'd probably say Waterford, but I think it, it'll be a draw. Uh, Jack? I'm looking here. I'm, I fancy, I think Waterford will get We'll get the first home in the season here. I think they'll beat them 2-0. 2-0. And Bill, Waterford, Bray. I'm looking at the records here. It's identical. Ball five goals scored. 
pull up two computers. Um, I saw the expectation was at Waterford are a lot higher than Bray. Uh, as it should be with the investment they're getting from Fleetwood Town. Um, don't know if Waterford playing off in there yet, or have they um, gotten to levels that they will do by the end of the season or should do? I think Bray and Waterford will be a draw, one all. Oh, yeah, I've gone for one all as well, as I've said. And then the last game of the weekend Longford Town against Finn Harps. Bill, what are you saying? Um, Finn Harps to get their first points of the season. Um, one another boring game, probably. Yeah, I I've gone for a nil all as I said earlier on. I think Longford will just be that really grab team to to watch that just don't really do much. And I think Harps will be fairly similar. I think it'll be one of the most boring games you'll ever watch. And I'm very open to that being wrong. By the way, I, I'd love to see about a, a five four classic. But I just can't see past the nil all draw. Uh, Jack, what are you saying? I think uh, I think half just continue on the the four stars so far. I think Longford will just first win the season. I think there'll be some one nil. Um, as Dave said last week, and I quote, there will be loads of goals across the two divisions. If you take away <laughs> the Galway, the Galway match, Galway and Kerry, I think it's probably one of the poorest weeks for goals. I even remember the league. <laughs> so. I think at Lundo, I think, sorry, Longford, Longford will be St. Harps. I just think St. Harps will go to a rough for a few weeks or a few months just to try to get some back on the feet. I think it'll be very tough adjusting to a new manager and a new system. I just don't think it'll clear straight away. That's, that's fair enough. Well, that's that's the predictions done now for the week anyway. So, I mean, look, lads, it'd be interesting to see when I when I do up the, the scores tomorrow to see who uh, who's winning after last weekend. But, this weekend is going to be an interesting one. And I think if, if Pats beat Rovers, I could be in for a big week. But look, that's... I'll be back. So, <laughs> um, break. And me notice. <laughs> right, lads, go on. Sure. Look, thanks so much for, for, for hopping on tonight and we'll get this out as soon as possible. But everyone, thanks for listening. If you've gotten this far, we're sorry for borrowing the pants off you with our, our We apologize to Jack's for- audio. Yeah, I'll have it sorted for next week. But um, yeah, thanks very much for listening, guys, and I'll chat to you again next week. Good luck.